All right, welcome to the live stream, everyone, um, here on my channel, Win the House You Love, and Dan Frio's channel, uh, The Rate Update with Dan Frio. Um, over here, oh yeah, it's this side, isn't it? <laughs> uh, over to my left, your right side, I don't know, it's all backwards. Uh, so this is Dan, uh, Dan and I are both uh, federally licensed loan officers in uh, the entire U.S., um, so we have a, a team of helpful mortgage advisors um, who can help, and what we're going to do on this call um, or on this live stream for the next uh, hour is answer your questions. So feel free to leave those um, in the comments and we'd love to uh, spend some time answering your questions. Get them in early because usually the questions do build up. Um, yeah. So uh, let's see who we have in here so far. Sassy girl, uh, good to see you again. How can I win the house? Um, Dan, what, how do you think what's the best way to win the house? You got a quick tip on that? If whoever can figure out What's different in today's video? You'll go, you'll, you'll, we'll answer every time you post a question today, you'll be fine. What is different about me and Kyle today? Is, I, I'm not saying maybe background, but not background. That's more, it stands out a little bit more. Is it, was it what Bobby, uh, Bobby Bowes got? Where's the stash? <laughs> that may, that may have disappeared. I lost a bet. Yeah. Uh, Let's see, Buzzer Baby, looking forward to this live stream. Um, hello from Spring Hill, Florida. Kevin said, howdy from Dallas, Texas. Uh, Angel, good to see you again. Um, Drew Williams said, spending my 20th birthday, right? <laughs> well, happy birthday, Drew. Um, who else is in here? Jesse Joseph said, uh, good evening, gentlemen from Massachusetts. Um, sweet. Well, welcome, everyone. Uh, please ask your questions here, and we'll get to those in a second. Uh, Dan, do you want to cover um, what in the world's been going on with uh, just everything in the market recently? You have no. the recent change with Fed interest rate. Um, yeah. 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 So if you guys, if you're on my channel, you you, you might have saw my video today. I do a live event each day too. As soon as the market closes at 3 p.m. Central time, that's my time here in Chicago, I do a live update. And I talked about this basically extensively today. So if, you, if you're not a, a member of my channel, you know, there should be a link down below or something like that to, to check me out. So check that out. Kyle and I, we're on the same team. We work together. Uh, we do a lot of marketing and we, you know, we get the word out there so people need help, we can help you out. So what, what happened today is the Federal Reserve came in and they increased rates by 0.25. I call it 25 basis points. So that's kind of the mortgage lingo, but they did that. And initially, I, we all knew it was coming. But initially it was like, okay, the stock market started you know, taking off. It was up 150 points or so. Bond yields started to move, rates started coming down. And then all of a sudden the market shifted. I think the Dow ended down like 300 points. Mortgage rates eased a little bit, but gave back uh, some of their stuff. So I just wanna put this out in context, guys. Don't freak out about the banking situation. It's not systemic. It's not gonna go throughout the whole systems. It's a lot of buzzwords right now. Uh, if you watch my channel, if you check me out in the mornings, I, I'm going over the bank stocks that have gotten hammered in the last week because of this. And yesterday, a couple of them in one day were already up 40%. Uh, so you gotta really watch this news and watch a lot of the context. But the Federal Reserve came out and said, Basically, we, we knew inflation was getting a little bit hotter and we knew the jobs market was getting, you know, coming back really good. And that was scaring us. So we were really going to uh, jack up rates. But because of this banking dilemma, uh, that's what happened. And then there is a it, this is a weird situation. 
One of the people that created some laws back in 2010 uh, was called Barney Frank. And he was a gentleman that created the, the Dodd-Frank bill, which was basically supposed to be the, the instrument that saved the banking industry. Well, one of the banks that just got shut down last week, he's on the board of uh, directors of. So it's kind of like, hmm. So he just, I just watched an interview he did, and he said it's all political. Well, maybe it is political. Uh, so there's this might be kind of a stage thing. I'm not saying that. I'm not a you know one of those the world's ending kind of things. But I, this isn't going to be a huge massive bank issue. So please relax, people. And um, here's here's the last thing I want to say. We've had multiple people call up and say, Hey, we I know you're a bank, but how solvent are you guys? Because I don't know if I want to get a mortgage through you guys. So there's a there's a couple complex pieces there. We're going to discuss in today's video. But guys, when here I'll, I'll put it this way. If you're going to put a bunch of money into a bank, you're putting your money into a bank, you know, make sure you do all your due diligence. If somebody's giving you money, you might want to hope they go out of business and they lose your mortgage and then you don't you have a free and clear house. I can almost guarantee you that's not going to happen. So, yeah. that's basically what's in the news <laughs> for this week. Yeah, there's not there's not much risk uh, if you're getting the loan for it. Uh, it's not like they're going to go out of business and then be like, uh, "Give us that back." That's not Yeah, that's all your receivables bank's going to step in, grab all the receivables out of that bank. Trust me, you're going to have to continue to make a mortgage payment. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not legal to claw that back. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bobby said, I closed in January, got lucky at a 5.5% rate. Wait. Uh, you know what's interesting is that a friend of mine asked me uh, recently like where, he, where I thought interest rates were going. And I was kind of telling him, I was like, man, like 3%, uh, I don't think it's going to happen for a long time. Uh, five, the like mid to low fives. I think is probably really healthy for the market um, and probably is going to be more of what we'd expect if, when inflation cools down. Um, but 3% was just an artificial market created by the Fed doing billions of dollars uh, monthly in quantitative easing where they're just like gobbling up mortgage-backed securities, which is sending that interest rate lower. Um, yeah. The odds of that happening again, like they only did that because of COVID starting and the, the fears around uh, liquidity and everything coming to a halt. Um, so the odds of that happening again are pretty low. So 3% doesn't look super low. You have to make sense of this. It was the lowest rates in history for the whole duration of time mortgages existed. So I've done this for 34 years now. It's the lowest rates I've ever seen. So, and it's probably going to be the lowest rates I've ever seen in my whole life. But you, you mentioned one thing, and this is where I try to really teach people on my channel is I try to dissect a lot of words people say. And I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off one thing you said, and then we'll go off to questions. You said in low, rates in the low fives would be healthy for the market. That's 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 key. Okay, and here's what I'm gonna spin off of that a little bit. The Federal Reserve doesn't want a healthy housing market right now. They want to a, a pullback, and that's why they did what they did last year because part of this whole inflation mix, a third of it is housing. So if they can really kind of take the winds or the sails out of housing. Uh, they're going to do so and they did so in 2022 now we're starting to see some lagging effects of that so it, it give it another you know some time to still wash out but the demand for housing is still huge and we're here to offer all the advice and programs availability to you guys out there but sorry about that i just wanted to dive in on that because that's an area where a lot of people it's like they yeah. don't understand where the fed is on all this stuff i like it um yolande said uh would you mind reviewing the the Loan worksheet I received. Um, yeah, if you go to winthehouseyoulove.com slash compare, um, let me see if I can put that in the uh, 
the chat here. Um, we have a, a way you can securely upload your uh, whatever quote you have, and we'll compare it against the lenders we work with. Um, here in just a couple of minutes, we're going to show you that the software we use to compare all the lenders um, that we work with on the on the back end. Um, so let's answer a couple of questions before we dive into that. Um, M Green said Knoxville area market is still hot. Uh, yeah, uh, those that and uh, Nashville and also um, Murfreesboro. Are you familiar with Murfreesboro? No. Uh, all all the like <laughs> after Nashville got overcrowded, now every all the other markets uh, are getting destroyed too. Grow out. Yeah. Uh, Jeff said, I'm in a very hot, hot market at the moment. Thankfully we're in a good place with no debt and decent amount of cash. Um, what should we feel comfortable waiving first financing or appraisal? Um, how much down? So first, when it comes to waiving financing, you can't waive financing unless you're buying with cash. Um, because if you waive your financing contingency, basically what you're saying is if we can't get approved for a mortgage, then we're willing to pay cash. Otherwise, you can sue us per, for performance on the contract. So financing isn't really something you can waive unless you have the cash to do so. Um, also, the appraisal doesn't get waived either. Um, uh, what you're doing is you still have an appraisal um, if you're getting a mortgage. But what you're doing is saying that if the appraisal comes in short, less than the purchase price, that you're going to make up the difference uh, in cash. Um, that's usually what an appraisal waiver is saying at that point. Um, so... Usually what people will do if they do put an appraisal contingency waiver, it's not an appraisal waiver, it's an appraisal contingency waiver, is they'll set a cap to it. So maybe you're willing to cover the gap of up to $10,000, up to $5,000, whatever is comfortable for you. Um, having it unlimited is a little scary uh, because, you know, for instance, like uh, we just had a, a client who had an appraisal come in around $100,000 short. Um, now, of course, it's on a million dollar plus purchase price, um, but you don't want to be contractually liable for something like that. So usually having a cap there is good um, and your real estate agent can help you uh, with that as well. Um, hol Holigway. Uh, hello, host. <laughs> uh, hello. Bank is the lowest <laughs> interest rate so far. I'm a first time buyer. Um, we'll show you here in a second. Uh, we have a, a software tool that scans. Um, over 80 different lenders, and uh, we'll bring that up in a second. Uh, Louis said, I'm 21 and I'm self-employed, making around 20,000 a month. That's awesome. Uh, since this year, however, I haven't filed taxes. Currently just investing my money in the stock market, but want to buy a fourplex in HTX. Any help? You want to take that one? Here, so you you started, you're, you're 20 years old. God bless you, man. Um, but here's the problem you're going to have you you need two years of full tax returns in most cases when you're buying uh, a property so how do you get around that well there's products available right now that's that are called non-qm so basically what you, qualified mortgages are the like conventional loans and just standard loans non-qms are just ones that fit outside the box but they're still good loans so they, there's loans available to you um you can go off of bank statements and, and 1099 income and things like that so you might fit some of those. I, I don't know how you get paid. If you get paid 1099, you probably do because you're self-employed or what that entails. But there might be something here for you. But in most cases, you'd have to wait for two years. And I repeat, I, I change that. Two years of your tax filings 
before you can really qualify for a loan. But if you want to uh, schedule a consultation, you might be in an area that's kind of gray that we might find a product that might fit you once you're in business for at least six months to a year, because then we can go off of the bank statement deposits that you've been depositing. But this is the best place to do that. So you can talk to a qualified mortgage advisor that reports to us anyways, and they'll go through all your details and they'll come to us and we'll work out a plan for you. Uh, Marvin said, can I get a mortgage uh, with two recent late payments? Um, so kind of the way that uh, lates are going to be looked at is, is first we're going to take a loan application and put it through um, what's called AUS. It's an automated underwriting software that every lender is going to use. Um, if you have recent late payments, likely an FHA loan is going to be your best outcome to see if we can get an approval. Um, if that's the case, uh, if the underwriting software comes back and says, hey, with your credit score and all other factors considered, uh, the two recent payment late payments are fine and gives you an approval, then that's perfectly fine. We can run with that, no problem. However, if it comes back and says, we can't get an approval because of those late payments, then is where we need to look at something um, like a manually underwritten loan. When we look at that, there's quite a bit more complexity. There's like a whole table that shows uh, what payments are allowed, uh, like what type of late payments are, are allowed on what type of accounts, also, you have to have what's called compensating factors. So for instance, um, you're coming in with uh, maybe a certain amount of reserves or your, uh, your debt to income ratios are going to be limited. Um, you may also uh, need um, uh, rental history included in there as well. So it gets a little more complex when we get into manual underwriting. And that's what we do on these, you know, uh, these calls here is we can go in a more uh, in-depth look at your situation that we can't cover um, right here on a live stream. Uh, Robin said, Hey, Kyle and Dan. Also, Hey everyone. Uh, Hey Robin. Hello. Hello. Uh, also my brother's in here. What is up? Um, uh, M splash said, I'm looking to buy a home soon using, uh, we'll use a VA loan. Is it difficult to get homes to pass inspection for a VA loan? I've heard it can be quite a pain. You want to take that? Yeah, well, if you have a really qualified realtor, they should be able to go through the house with you and say, that's going to be an issue, that's going to be an issue, and that might not be an issue. But if they go through the house and say, no, this should this should clear, uh, you, you'd probably be, in most cases, be good. A lot of people just get freaked out because what, what the appraiser is going to do is they're going to go through everything. Now, on a conventional loan, normal mortgages, uh, they're like, you know, if you have a screen, win like a screen on a window that's that's ripped, they don't care. You have some peeling paint, a cracked window, things like that. They don't care. With FHA and VA, they are more, they're really sticky about those things. So they want them all repaired prior to you buying it. And that, that does serve a purpose. So you're not getting into a house that, that needs repaired. But yes, it can be a little bit stickier, but your realtor should be able to go through the house if they're experienced enough and really point out the areas that might be affected and then become in the other realtor and so forth. It might be some easy fixes. Like we had one recently that didn't have a stove and it needed a stove. So they went to rent a center, got a stove, brought it over, put it in, plugged it in, and then they had the appraisal done and it passed fine. Oops. And I have this, uh, if you email me, um, I'll, I should probably, I'll put my email in the uh, description here or the chat in a second. Um, I have a checklist that you can send to your realtor uh, that shows everything that needs to be checked in here for an appraisal. Um, so these are going to be common issues for a VA appraisal um, and they can just scan through everything in here. You could do the same thing um, to see anything that an appraiser might say, this is uh, something we need to look into. Um, awesome. So let me put that into... 
uh, the chat here. Uh, just shoot me an email and I can send that over to you. Um, to do. There we go. Uh, Eternity Chris. Oh, thank you for the super chat. Oh, I think that's on Dan's channel. Um, oh, oh, thanks, yeah. guys. Folks, if you ask the question. Where's um, my guy Ray? Ask, Is he here today? My, my guy Ray? Our Ray guy? No. Yeah, it's one of those. He was with us every um, week. Eternity Chris, if you asked a question, um, please type it again because uh, I can't see it. But if you're just throwing in the support, um, that's awesome. Uh, Gina said, is it possible to get pre-approved for more than one loan type? I'm open to houses in different areas. So could you go USDA or conventional depending on the location? No, this is a really good question, Gina, um, because uh, Nicole Nark brought that up. So Nicole Nark just joined um, our team and she has a YouTube channel as well. That's super helpful. And she was mentioning, uh, she ran into this where I think maybe we don't add a lot of clarity on, you don't just get pre-approved for one loan. Um, what happens in a pre-approval is we're going to take your loan situation um, and the goals that you have and try to find what loan options do you have available to you. So that might be, maybe you're, you can access USDA, conventional and FHA. Each of them are going to have their pros and cons to see which is better for your situation. And that's exactly what we do on a pre-approval call is we're not just going to say what loan do you want and hope that you figure out the right answer and we'll tell you yes or no. It really is like a collaborative uh, thing where we're going to work together with you to see what's the loan that's going to fit the goals that you want and then how can we help you qualify for that loan. So for instance, uh, Gina, in your situation, a lot of people usually if they're looking at USDA, we usually want to have like kind of a backup uh, you know, qualification of sorts like conventional because USDA is limited to a specific area um, based on the USDA eligibility map. Um, so you may find a house that's outside of that. And if that's the case, it doesn't mean you're excluded from home buying. It just means you go with a different loan type that works in that area, like conventional or FHA, um, depending on your situation. So absolutely, um, that's what we do. We'll, we'll help you qualify for multiple different types um, of loans. You just communicate what are your goals um, and we'll help you figure out what's best for you. This might be a good segment to roll over to what we were planning on doing, um, and here's why. And so, what we want, we, we, the plan for today is we have, we have a lot of people that call in. They're like, you know, I need a, I need what your rates are today because I'm calling this place and calling that place and, and everything else. So, today's event, what, what I wanted, my goal here was to explain to you guys what we do, all the programs and and things that we offer you guys that are out there looking to buy a house. So let's let's break it down in components for a second. The first thing you need to do before you really do anything is you need to get pre-approved. So you're going to need to find a lender. We're going to show you right now the best way to do that. Um, and, you know, Kyle will log that up here in a second. But the other stuff that we do is a lot of people are moving to areas they might not know about. They might know, okay, I know the area, but I don't know who's a realtor to use and things like We offer a service that can vet realtors right in the area that you're looking at. And I don't care where in the whole country you are. We have a system that we're going to go in. You're going to say, I'm not working with a realtor. That's what I hope you say. And we're going to say, okay, let us help you. We're going to work together and we're going to vet realtors on your behalf to set you up with the perfect realtor for you. Okay. So that's the, that's the part. So we'll get you pre-approved. And we're going to make sure that we get you pre-approved in the right program. And then we're going to make sure we get you into the right rates and fee structure because that's huge. So we're going to help you get pre-approved. We're going to help set you up with a realtor if you don't have one in that area that's vetted. 
and then we're going to work as a team together. That realtor then is going to have probably the, the home inspector that you can use. If you need an attorney in your state, they'll have that piece of the puzzle. So we're going to create one big team for you so you can go forward and know with confidence that you can get something done. So Kyle, if you want to explain how we do the rates searches, and then I can, I can chime in as well. Sure. Um, yeah. So I pulled up this uh, software that we use. Unfortunately, there's no way for you to get like, if you're not a loan officer to get access to this software, it'd be nice, but that's it, unfortunately doesn't work that way. Um, so this is what we use to be able to scan the lenders that we work with. Um, so you're probably familiar with the term bro like a mortgage broker. Um, and basically what a broker does is they'll go and they'll work with multiple different wholesale lenders. Um, and so that's what we do. Uh, we have a federal license, so we work in all 50 states, but we also work with multiple different lenders, um, over 80 at this point. Um, and so Dan has a really good analogy, which I really like, uh, which is, it's very similar to if you're going to go and buy, let's say toilet paper, uh, and hoard it from everybody else when a pandemic hits, uh, if you're going to go buy toilet paper, um, instead of going to Walmart or Kroger or wherever else you may go. Uh, you go to Costco, right? If you go to Costco and you see there's lower prices there, it's because uh, they're marked extremely close to wholesale prices. Um, and Costco doesn't charge you extra money because uh, it's wholesale. So that's exactly what a mortgage broker does is we work with multiple different lenders. We're able to offer loans to you at a lower cost um, and don't upcharge any money um, for that. So in the software, this is how we can look through a bunch of different lenders because it would take us forever to go through each uh, lender one by one to find prices. So Dan, you want to give me a scenario yeah. that we so can let's, through? Our typical loan size right now is about a $375,000 purchase. Uh, okay. We're going to go five, five. Well, let's go with a first time homebuyer program, 3% down. And let me explain this really quickly too. Uh, LTV is what's kind of common. Um, if you talk to a loan officer, the LTV is just the loan to value ratio. So if we're doing 3% down, that means we have a 97% loan compared to the value of the home. It's just one minus your down payment percentage is going to give you that loan to value ratio. All right. Uh, okay. So that's, uh, you got that. Um, what else is on there that's needed? 3% down. You need do 30 year. Yep, 30-year fixed rate. I don't want to do any arms right now because arm rates aren't that good. Let's say I'm in zip code. I, I can't see what you're seeing there. Zip code 32. Oh, I'm sorry. You got, he's got to put on his glasses. <laughs> I'm old. Uh, let's go my with FICO, uh, my FICO. I got a fantastic FICO score. I got a 760 FICO score, and that's my Vantage score. Okay, brag. You're Sweet. supposed to say you can't use your Vantage score. You need to make sure oh, you're oh, using oh, oh. <laughs> You're right. I forgot we rehearsed this. You can't use your Vantage score, Dan. <laughs> we didn't rehearse it. So one of the things that a lot of people have confusion is their credit scores. You know, here's my credit score. I got it from, you know, Credit Karma or whatever. There's a whole tutorial series we have on that. So I'm going to go with a credit score. Let's just do an, an average. You know, probably the average person has a 720 credit score. Okay. And then we're um, going to go down. I don't think really anything else matters. I'll, I'll give you my zip code here in a we'll minute. Go first time home buyer. We'll yep. go primary residence. And there's a lot of fields in here that aren't, um, they might apply to some unique situations, but they don't apply to what we're, do what we're doing in this purchase. Um, so I'm going to put in a fake zip code. A single unit. Yep. All right. And we will submit. 
So then what it does is it's going to basically put in a, a call request to all these different lenders and it's going to come back with their pricing. Um, so uh, basically what ends up happening here is we now have a whole list. Uh, let me zoom in just a touch more here. Um, uh, let's see that we can see and I'll zoom out and kind of work around this with everybody. Uh, it, it's a little hard because I'm trying to make it all appear on screen and everything. Um, but we can do this with you too on, on a call. We'll actually, if you want, you can zoom with one of our mortgage advisors and we'll show you the screen of uh, how this is all working and allow you to see uh, what we see on the back end. So for instance, uh, you know, we have next bank and you'll see wholesale. Um, so oops, uh, open it up there. Uh, another big company, fairway new res, Whole uh, yeah, wholesale. all wholesale, um, Cal caliber just caliber just purchased new res. If you're familiar with those 11 mortgage, kind lending, Florida capital, penny Mac, uh, Homebridge, um, rocket, uh, CMG nations direct. Um, nobody knows about you, URW Sunwest, Flagstar, Freedom. <laughs> we got like, here's, here's going the on. I want to make to you guys for everybody that thinks they have to call five, six, 10 different banks uh, to see what the rates are. Call us the, the, the things right over here, the consultation. We'll do this with you. And then we'll pull up all the rates and all the variations and combinations that are out there because it gets confusing. So even if I went to look for something, I'd be like, I, I don't get it. You know, even probably in the mortgage field, if I talk to half the mortgage loan officers, what we're going to do is we'll get you right on the, you know, we'll zoom you, we'll pull up all the rates and say, okay, now you pick. Well, you're probably going to pick the top one because it's the best rate with the lowest fees. But if that's not the one you want, we'll go down. But we're probably going to say, no, we want to take that top one because that's the lowest rates for you. So that's what we're doing. We're doing all your shopping for you. So if we can find you the realtor, find you the best rates and put everything else in place, we're just trying to make this as simple as we can. And we're, we're uh, trying to use your transparency on the back end of things. Uh, Eternity Chris said, I just want to thank the Dan Frio team. We closed uh, 320. Um, oh, just two days ago. Uh, John E., uh, was amazing, a, a mortgage advisor on our team. Um, after watching your countless videos, I learned a lot. We were happy with your service. That's why we didn't even shop around. Oh, thanks. Thank um, you so much. Oh, shoot. Where did I go? Uh, yeah, you know what's interesting is I don't think I've seen another mortgage company ever show their uh, loan sifter or any way that they do pricing on the back end. Um, and that, that's been our interesting recent uh, uh, marketing plan is like, what if we just showed everything of how it works. <laughs> and that's like, what, what if we just explained back, everything? We'll tell you everything. We'll show you the back end. We'll do this. We got nothing to hide because, you know, ultimately here's what's going to happen. Here, here's what drives me nuts is you're probably going to get a higher rate than we're quoting you, but they're going to tell you all kinds of things they want, you know, want you to hear and so forth. But, you know, by the time it comes to closing, you know, do you close on time? Did it close on time? And I'm saying there's some fantastic companies out there. I'm not saying that part, um, but it's it just many times, you know, you don't look at the whole picture or most people don't look at the whole picture. They don't look at the cost, the this, the that. In my show today, I ranted a little bit. I said, you know, here's what's frustrating. When somebody calls us or does a consultation, we work with them, we get them a realtor, we help fix their credit, we get them pre-approved, we get everything structured. And then, you know, two, three weeks from closing, they're like, hey, this other company called me and they're offering me $500 cheaper in fees. And it's like, well, you know, we've been at your beck and call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's some there. There, I, I feel there's money there to, that we earned just for the services that we created for you. So if you don't feel that way, 
I'm sorry, but uh, that's how we want to be your one-stop shop. We want to work with those that want to work with us to get them from basically when they start, you know, this process all the way to the keys in their hand. And just as like the person just popped up and said they closed on 320 and they they came back and watching a video. So thanks for watching the video. Your mortgage is already done, but obviously you want to learn some more. And, um, you know, thanks for coming back. Uh, you want to get in some questions? We got to do some power sure. hour questions. And by that, I mean okay. the infamous 30 second timer. Just show you guys what we do behind the scenes and how we do it. Also, we are a federally chartered bank. So we also have our own bank products for you guys. But this is so we get, we have our bank and then 90 other lenders. So I'll stop there. But I get all excited because this is a this is a fantastic yeah. opportunity for us as well as you guys. Uh, Leitrana said, I'm tired of not having a one-time shop shot. Uh, can you clarify? I'm not sure. What, I'm not 100% certain what that means. Um, uh, Yolan said, what is the point of lenders charging high origination fees then giving a credit? Why not just reduce the fees in the first place? So um, this is very common um, and it really is just the, it primarily is just based on the way that the law works. Um, so with a, with a lot of lenders, particularly brokers, um, they have to disclose everything. So for instance, the origination fee, but then also they can offer a credit through the rate. Um, so if you work with like a direct lender, they're just gonna do all that on the back end through what's called a yield spread premium. Um, the way that the law works with brokerages is they have to disclose that information up front. Um, so it really just comes from full disclosure uh, as opposed to, it's not hiding it on the back end that other companies do, it's just they don't aren't legally required to disclose that um, just based on the way that the law is written. So that's, that's why it works that way. Um, it's kind of weird though. Uh, I do agree. Um, all right, sweet. Uh, one thing. Um, oh, you said tired not having a one-stop shop. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of our goal. That's why Dan and I have been such a fan of, you know, I, I've only ever been in the broker world and Dan's been um, in a broker, the broker world uh, the majority of the time. And that's why we like the flexibility of like being able to work with a ton of different lenders. One of the nice things about it, honestly, is like um, if... <laughs> Uh, if you have like, let's say an appraisal comes in short with one of the lenders that we're working with, um, you know, it's not the lender's fault. It's, uh, it appraisers are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like not affiliated with a specific lender, um, by law. But if we work with one uh, lender on, let's say a conventional loan, and let's say that appraisal comes in short, um, we can actually move it to another lender to get a new appraisal on the home. Um, or similarly, if we have a loan locked with one lender and, you know, recently rates, uh, you know, was a week or two ago, uh, dropped a lot. Um, we can actually move that to another lender and relock it, uh, with lower market pricing. So that's another benefit in there. Um, okay. So one of the things that everyone needs to know really quickly about our timer is that it only works when Dan is speaking. Um, and I haven't been able to, I haven't been able to figure it out. Whenever I answer, seconds, buddy. <laughs> whenever I answer a question, uh, it, it, it's, uh, him, but he lost a bet and he had to shave his mustache. <laughs> Just saying. No, no, this is with, this is my own stupid choice to see my baby face again. Um, okay, let's talk through these things. So we all can, right. Rick we H can said, uh, hi boys. Here's my story about, uh, for the new build. We're trying to buy, they listed a house. We wanted, uh, three fourteen after signing the purchase agreement. I saw the build in Zillow MLS for one, I'm sorry, 401. They changed it. Um, 
Are you already under contract? Uh, if you're under contract, it's going to go by the, the contract price, if that's the question that you're asking. Um, if not, uh, clarify that for, for us, and we can circle yes. back to it. Um, Dan, this is you. Paul said, DTI question for USDA. If my current debt-to-income ratio is 18%, am I allowed to go above 41%, or does the 41% include my new mortgage? 41% includes your new mortgage. Yes. Um, depending on your credit score, too, you can go above 41% on uh, I USDA. Like I, I answered that like a question. My bad. I, I was waiting for more to that story. So, yeah, the, 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 so you guys, just so you guys know, the front end and the back end. Basically, what the front end is basically your mortgage payment divided by your gross monthly income. The, your back end ratio is your new mortgage payment, proposed mortgage payment, plus all the debt on your credit report divided by your gross monthly income. So that can't exceed 41%. Sweet. Um, well, it depends on Gus, but yeah, 41% yeah. is a good rule of thumb. Um, uh, oh, Rick said they amended the purchase price to lower the amount. Uh, sweet. That sounds awesome. Uh, right, I'm missing something there. Sounds like you got a discount on your house. Um, DJ Ark said, I was under contract, but I terminated it today due to the conflicts with the home inspection. Anyway, I was locked into a rate for that house. So with under contract gone, what happens to my lock-in rates? You want to take that? Unfortunately, the in most cases, you'd have to check with your lender. And I would almost say 99.9% .9 of the chance you, you, you lost that rate lock. Because in most cases, the lock is tied to the property, you and that specific property. Now, we do have an extended rate lock, and you can do that during a lock and shop. And many times you can do that from 90, to six 90 days to six months, where you can lock in on a TBD or to-be-determined home. Dude, I nailed that thing. You nailed it right at, right at the buzzer. We need a little, I don't know how to make a little noise after that uh, happens. Um, Kevin said, first time home buyer in Dallas, Texas, thinking about using a physician mortgage loan. Any pointers, common pitfalls to avoid? Um, physician loans are really, oh, sorry. Physician loans are really interesting. Um, the only thing that I would watch out for for a physician loan is making sure that you don't get pushed into an arm Often, a lot of banks will want to offer arms as opposed to fixed rate uh, loan for a physician loan. I, I think it's going to be better for you to go fixed rate because you're going to go usually no mortgage insurance, usually 0% down, and your student loans don't count against you, which is helpful for people in residency who maybe make 40000 but they have $400,000 in student loans. Yeah. Look, I got one second remaining. Shoot, um, I'm just such a pro. I've been practicing. <laughs> <laughs> um. Free Your Mindset, uh, a regular commenter, um, said, what do you recommend to have saved in your bank account as a minimum uh, plus cushion? I don't want to go higher than $425,000 for a purchase. Good tell me your me. rule. Yeah, tell me your rule of thumb. My rule Kyle, of thumb is... Within the last year. Yeah, my rule of thumb is a, a three-month cushion after you pay for your closing costs and down payment. So whatever is your living expenses, that includes your new mortgage. Uh, let's say that's $3,000 per month for you to survive. Then you need to have $9,000 in your, oh my gosh. Dan all of a sudden transported from his $451 million uh, uh, poolside condo. And now he's in a tire store. He was. I'm back. <laughs> um, yeah. You're out of time, buddy. You're out of time. I know you better, better luck next time for your mindset. Uh, no, the, uh, 
really, I think a three month buffer is really going to be good. So pay, you know, if your down payment and closing costs are, let's say total $20,000 and you need a, a three month cushion and that's going to add up to nine, then you need to have $29,000 in your bank account before you shop for a house. Those numbers are going to be different for everybody based on their personal situation. Um, everybody has different costs. Fantastic. Uh, Korg said, Hey guys, glad to make another stream. Does overtime count for income? Considering a job offer that pays $20,000 a year on average in OT. It's all you, my man. Unfortunately, no. And you can't use overtime in most cases. Now, we're going to have to generalize some of these questions. And if it gets too in-depth, we'll just say, you know what, I, I apologize, but you're going to have to do a consultation for that because it just takes too long. But in, on average, you have to be at a, at, at a specific job at that comp, same company for two years. So we could figure out what your averages are because just because, you know, one month you get huge overtime and the next month you might not, or one year you do, the next year you might not. So they take a two year average of that and it needs to be yeah. consistent or upticking, not down ticking. Yep. Five Drew, seconds over. See you, Drew. Thanks for being here. It's uh, Later, Oregon. Oregon is uh, Oregon. The, state, the, the state of uh, Oregon. Uh, Thomas, um, my we my wife my wife my wife has no recent credit history. Uh, my score is above seven fifty. We both make over the average salary and have saved a, uh, a long time for a down payment. Can we still get pre-approved together and get a good rate? Um, yeah, most like timer. Yeah, most likely with your your high credit score above seven fifty. Even if your wife doesn't have a credit history, um, you should be fine. Uh, worst case scenario with low credit history, usually if it's only one person and they have limited credit history, FHA is a better option. But with your 750 and being together on the loan, um, I don't see any issues you'd run into. Cool. Uh, for your mindset said Franklin too is also gonna, is also a tough market in Tennessee. Um, Cheryl said, what about uh, mortgage loans for those who are on social security? Easy. That's the most stable income you got. I love so what those you loans. Do most cases you take the your your social security you multiply that by 125 percent and the reason being for that I, i'd like people to know why we do things is because when people qualify for mortgages and things we use their gross income well when you get social security it's actually a net check so the banks allow you to gross that amount up 125 percent to equal a gross amount oh that was good i'm impressed um. with myself <laughs> <laughs> and the reason being is you guys watch my channel, I ramble. And I know I ramble, but and I, I greatly appreciate you guys sticking with us. <laughs> I you know, I think that's a, a like Okay, so you know we've we've talked about like shorts and you know YouTube shorts and TikTok and the whole deal. Is yeah. I think the inherent problem that you and I both have is that um we both maybe talk too much and uh walkthroughs like an hour and a half. And I'm like, huh? my ED will never allow for that. <laughs> I know that I feel like that's a record on the channel now to make an hour and a half video on FHA loans. Uh, so yeah. I'm like, I don't know how to shorten it. I don't know how to say less. Um, it, it's like you feel like you can't get the whole picture together uh, right. in there. Um, Bobby Bo said, how much do they gross up for VA? For uh, government loans, VA, FHA, USDA. It's going to be 1.15. So take your social security or your non-taxable income times that amount. Conventional is going to be 1.25 uh, um, that they'll use. Gifted Soul ASMR said, is there a way to find the lowest rate out there right now for a 30-year mortgage? 
Um, we just explained uh, a couple minutes ago um, the software tool that we use to shop the different lenders that we work with. Um, well, so this is... Yeah, if you wouldn't mind. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so this, this is what we do on our, our pre-approval calls here is uh, if you want, um, it doesn't have to be on Zoom if you don't want to, but uh, you can ask one of our mortgage advisors to show you uh, the back end of where we look at rates. And so we'll show you how we put your, your uh, scenario in here. And then we work with tons of different lenders, probably ones that you're familiar with. Um, for instance, like Rocket. Uh, since we work with wholes on the wholesale side, think of it like Costco compared to Walmart, um, we're able to offer lower rates uh, than they may be able to on the retail side. Um, so what it does is it shows us all the different lenders we work with and then all of the um, rates that they have to offer. And what we usually do is help our client get the number one <laughs> lowest rate here um, because that usually makes the most sense is to go with the lower rate. Um, so we'd be happy to do that with you if you would like to schedule a call up here. Um, let's see. Uh, David Newton, you said my income appears to be on track uh, to be a little too much for USDA because of a bonus I got in February. Uh, but I know I will make under the limit. Um, do I just wait? Something interesting about your bonus uh, is that it may not be counted in the income for USDA since uh, USDA is going to use like qualifying income and a bonus is something we would have to average uh, over two years to be able to count it towards qualifying income. So um, it's very possible you won't be over the income limit uh, in the mortgage world, um, even though you might be on paper in the tax world. I know it's kind of confusing, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Do you feel like that's a, that's a, a yeah, fair that assessment? Was dead, that was dead on. Sweet. Um, Ivan said, hi, with current, uh, with the current situation on the market, is it better to wait one year and get a lower rate or home prices can jump up as well? You want to take that? Yeah. So you can't, there's never, I, this is a hard question to answer because everybody says, should I buy? Should I rent? Should I do this? I, you know, I don't know. Here's what I would say. If you're, if you can afford the house today and you like the price today, and you can afford the payments. Going forward, if rates go down, you have the opportunity to refinance. So just so you guys understand, once you buy a house, you owe a note or a mortgage on that property, and you owe it for 30, 30 years. I'm gonna have to go a little further on. However, if rates go down during that 30 years to a point that it makes sense for you to refinance and save money, you, you have that ability to do, to do it. You're not locked in on that house that you purchase with that loan until the day you basically sell the home. You can always refinance it. Uh, so, you know, some people when the, when rates went crazy, crazy low, they refinanced and had a 30 year term. They refinanced, got the same payment on a 15 year term. So they basically made the same payment. They're like, I'll pay off my house in half the time. So you always have the ability to, if, if and when rates go down, to refinance to help out your finances. Finances. <laughs> finances. Finances. Uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, you know, Dan, I don't tell you enough, but uh, I always appreciate your insight. I know it looks like I'm looking at my computer whenever you talk, but uh, you sleep with your eyes open. I know. <laughs> I, I got to try to find the next thing to queue up uh, until we get Cat on here to help us out. Um, Cassandra, all oh, the mustache is mustache is gone. Um, I know it's 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 rough, isn't it? I'm just glad it's not like white under here. Uh, not that I'm very tan, but 
Um, like this? Or you mean skin white? Oh, no, no. I mean like skin white. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm from being in Florida a couple weeks ago. Um, Brandon said, I can't wait to schedule with you guys. Currently waiting for two months of income to accrue since I work seasonally. Just commenting to say thank you for all of your guidance. Well, thanks, Brandon. Um, thanks for glad that you're here. Um, hop back up here real quick. Uh, Drew is always offering some great suggestions here in the comments, but I think he hopped but off. He left. Um, Tatiana said, can you speak about gift of equity? My friend, would you take that? Yeah. So here, here's I structure a lot of loans, especially if you're buying it from family members. So let's say mom and dad have a house that's worth $400,000. you are going to inherit the house probably at, at some point anyways. So instead of selling it to you for you know $200,000 because they're giving you a great deal, you would still need to put down a down payment and all this other stuff. So what we would do is we would just say, mom and dad, what do you want to sell it for? Uh, so we sell it for that amount. And then we do a loan amount for the amount that they really need in cash. Okay, so I hope you understand that. And then the difference is basically the gift of equity. So let's say, for example, mom and dad owed 100,000 on the house. It's worth 500,000. They wanna give it to you and walk away with 100,000. So we make it that we pay them 200,000, but you buy it for 500,000. And then that difference in, in the, the equity there is basically their gift of equity to you. So you don't need a down payment and you have a really low loan to value, which even gives you a better interest rate. Uh, Jeffrey said, is there a way to get down payment assistance if you gross over six figures? There is a, is the Empower one, is that income-based? I think they're all income-based. Um, I'm trying to remember really the uh, eat on. Empowered Income Limit here. I was gonna pull up the matrix and I don't have it in front of me. Oh, I want to say that that one doesn't have an income limit, um, but I need I to double check. I think there is one, and we have access to it, if I recall. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Let me see. And if this um, one, here's how it works. Uh, do, 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 do. <clears throat> one of the four. One, two, three, four. Sweet. Uh, let me pull it up here on my computer. I'm Say something while you're looking got too many so if i always if, if you need down payment assistance we have those programs for you i'm always a proponent of trying to work out something else can mom and dad give you a gift of money can somebody give you a gift of money does are you buying a property from somebody you, that's a relative you can get a gift of equity the reason being is down payment assistance programs always have strings attached uh, there is one program that we offer and it, there's no strings attached really there's you walk out of the closing and the money is yours for free uh, so it does come with a higher interest rate, usually about 1% higher than the norm. But what we would do is we would put you into that loan, get the free money. After you make six payments, you're allowed to refinance. So after six payments, we refinance you to get you back into current rates. So now you got that money and then you got a good rate. You know, it does take two turns to do that. But within six months to a year, we'll have you into the house with free money down payment wise and back to a lower rate than otherwise you would have had. Um, yeah, so this is uh, the the national down payment assistance that we use. That's uh, except for Washington State. Um, so basically, to qualify, it's one of the four, and I know it's hard to see, but it's a PDF, and it won't let me zoom in more. Um, so either you have to be a first time first time buyer, current retired employment, or volunteer non paid member, and I'll explain that in a second. 
um, income limit or in an underserved census tract. So most people are going to qualify uh, usually as a first-time buyer, I imagine, on here. Um, and then this, these are all of who qualifies as a uh, current retired employment or volunteer non-paid member. <laughs> it's very confusing. Um, basically, it's a first responder, police officer, firefighter, public safety, educator. Uh, you, you can even be a Sunday school teacher. Um, so I don't, like, it's a pretty low, I'm not saying, please don't interpret me saying this is like, I'm saying it's a low bar in qualification. Like it's not hard to become a Sunday school teacher uh, to Here, I'll then be able make to. I can, and this came from the rep. As long as they're a volunteer somewhere, um, they, they would qualify. So go down to the park district and just tell them you want to volunteer and just tell them you need a letter stating you're volunteering and you qualify. So I didn't mean so, to give that trick out, but that was that come actually from the head people with that the down payment assistance program. If it works, um, sweet. Uh, let's see, Attorney Chris, we open this up. Darren Buttery, hey Kyle, shaved off the mustache, looking more like handsome Squidward again. Javier will be happy. Um, <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> I forgot about that meme. Uh, you know, uh -oh. Javier we and I used to have those uh, those live streams where we never talked about anything about real estate and people got mad. <laughs> um. Drew said, I've seen VA loan appraisals subject to dirty gutters. Um, I've never seen that before. Uh, never seen wild. I, no. I'm sure um, there's, with, it might have been worse than that. It might have been filled up with like moss and dirt. And, you mm. know, I mean, it's a complete mess. You and I think, oh, there's some, there's some leaves in there, but it could be overgrown. And you know how you ever go past those houses and it's like, holy, you know, there's yeah. moss growing over top of the, the, the gutters. Uh, Orvin said, what are your guys' opinion on buying new construction? You want to take that? Yeah, I don't, that, that's your preference. Some areas, so here, here's what I think is going forward. And just, this is my analogy, so don't, you don't have to kill me down below. But a lot of people in my situation, uh, I've been in this house for 20 years. I got a rate at two and a half percent. You know, I'd like to downsize a little bit maybe, but if I downsize, and I get a mortgage on that property, just say, um, my payment will be higher than it is at, in this house. So I just stay at the house. So existing home sales are not gonna be very good this year uh, on, on that side of the equation. So where does it get picked up? So existing home sales are people that already live in a house, they're putting an existing home on the market. Then you have new construction. New construction is gonna have to pick up this void because what we're, not, what we're seeing right now is we're not seeing foreclosures that you usually see in the, in the pace that you get because people have the equity in their homes. And most people that have a mortgage right now is at 4% on a fixed rate and lower. So it's a fantastic payment. So where, where a lot of the inventory has to be picked up is in the new construction piece of the business. And finally, uh, home builders are starting to get a little more better, uh, what's the, um, when they survey them each, each month, they're, they're, they have a better attitude about the market. The sentiment. Um, it's sentiment. So that hasn't happened in the last eight, nine, 10 months uh, because they've been getting hammered. Uh, but I think that's going to fill a void. I've never bought a new construction. I, 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 I don't have the patience to do that. I, it would drive, I'd have a nervous breakdown, but God bless you, man. Buy a new house if that's, if that, if that's what you want to do. I don't I have like a that's if it's brand I feel like newer, that's how so. I would feel with new construction too. Is like the waiting period. I would, I would lose I could, it. Yeah, I um, couldn't do 
Orlando but, said VA loans are great. Uh, Dan and I are huge fans of VA loans. Uh, just fantastic, especially with uh, that funding fee is about to be reduced here in April. Um, and oh, they're great. I love them. We closed a VA loan today and we have one partner and this is where all basically all our VA loans go to. They will cover all uh, undiscretionary uh, costs. And I, I won't break that down. So that lender on this VA loan that we just closed, I, I think it was today, they covered over $2,700 in like fees that aren't allocated that are allowable with VA loans. Uh, so the lender actually paid those and they, they, so basically they covered $2,700 of the borrower's costs on a loan. We just closed with one of our partners. Sweet. Um, buzzer baby said my current FICO score, uh, middle score is 735. Would it be best to go conventional with 20% down or FHA with a lower down payment? We'll be looking to get pre-approved around September DTI is zero. I think it's worth getting a quote for both. However, with 735. Um, I could almost guarantee you that conventional is going to be best. If you're comparing conventional versus FHA in this scenario, you need to compare conventional 20% down versus FHA 20% down. Um, it's not really fair to compare them at different down payments because, of course, one is going to have lower interest, the higher down payment. Um, and then I would look at maybe doing conventional 3.5% down versus FHA 3.5% down is what I would look at. Um, and I have a, a calculator that does all this stuff for you. So just shoot me an email. Um, and it's also, uh, when the house you love.com slash advisor. Um, and it helps you compare all those loans side by side. Now, if you're in like a 680 credit score, um, with FHA's new lowering of their mortgage insurance, that monthly cost that you pay, um, usually for the life of the loan with FHA, surprisingly, uh, FHA is becoming a lot more interesting compared to conventional loans where it used to be FHA was almost always a more expensive option. Because FHA has a lower interest rate and now has lower mortgage insurance, um, it is beating out a lot of conventional loans in the total cost, even over a long period of time, like 10, 20, 30 years. Um, and I'm going to make a video on that here uh, soon to just explain that difference a little bit. Um, but basically, odds are conventional is going to be your best option. Also, something to remember is in this market, I'm going to start my timer now, in this market is... Uh, Conventional loan is going to be a lot easier for you to get an accepted offer um, than an FHA uh, loan will. So keep the competitive advantage in mind there too. Uh, Sergio said, is it okay to use a savings account to save money and then move it over when needed to close? That's perfectly fine. Um, Nicholas, uh, I asked for a pre-approval a three-page loan estimate so I could try to side-by-side -side compare rates, fees, etc. And the credit union and bank originator said that wasn't a thing. What's up with that? So usually a loan estimate is only going to be issued after you're under contract. Um, it's a, it, it puts a legal liability on the lender to issue a loan estimate without there being an address for the property. Um, so that's why if you don't, if you're not under contract, usually you're just going to get a quote or a fee estimate. Um, if you're under contract, then you'll be able to get those loan estimates. Um, PMAC559 said, hey guys, do you work on investment loans? We certainly do. Um, we can do single family investment loans. We can do multifamily. So uh, two to four unit, and you can do those with uh, conventional FHA. It's not technically an investment loan, but you can rent out the other units. 
Um, and we also have uh, specific investor products like um, a DSCR loan, where instead of using your income to qualify for the loan, uh, we use the projected rental income uh, as long as it's higher than your uh, mortgage payment, then you can qualify based on that. Jonathan said, can I buy a house with a conventional loan using 5% down and waive the appraisal? Uh, the house I'm looking at has a major foundation issues. Oh my goodness. And seller said they're only accepting cash because they're afraid of appraisal. This is a very unfortunate and easy answer, Dan. It'll no. never pass because <laughs> like yeah. uh, um, Kyle was saying earlier, you can elect to waive the appraisal, but on the lender side uh, to give you to give you a mortgage on the property, we we're probably most cases going to require an appraisal. And I would assume if you know, the foundation cracks is there. Plus, it's probably going to read that in your contract. So if somebody sees that there's you know, a foundation crack, it's going to freak people out. So what I would suggest you do, if, if this is really the house that you want, get a structural engineer in there to give you a quote. Uh, you might be able to get that, put that in and do like a rehab loan, like a 203, uh, FHA 203K loan or something like that. And, you, you know, then you, you're going to, with the loan proceeds, you'll have to fix the foundation. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't just my recommendation, if, you know, you were my, if I'm advising you at all, I wouldn't advise you to buy a house with uh, foundational cracks and things like that if it's a problem. Now you go into a lot of old houses and they all have cracks, but if it's a major crack with issues, I, you, you might be very careful on what you're gonna do there. Yeah, uh, F Guerrero says, uh, so we have to be under contract with all lenders we're shopping around. Uh, no, so what under contract means is it means that um, you found a house that you like, you wrote an offer for it. So maybe you said, hey, I wanna purchase that home for $400,000 and the seller signs and agrees to it, you're now under contract to purchase that home. You don't go under contract with lenders. Um, you actually don't sign anything with a lender uh, that's like contractual, has a contractual obligation until closing. Um, everything before that is just acknowledgement. So under contract means you're under contract with the seller to purchase the home, um, not with the uh, lender itself, um, if that helps clarify. Uh, let's go back here. Um, Dan, where are, uh, oh, what are the going rates currently? Um, per mortgage news daily, it's probably about 6.625. I think it was 6.75 at the beginning of the day. And then I think we had a little recovery at the end of the day. So the average, now this is really hard because, um, every, every person's, situation is unique. If you actually saw a rate sheet, you'd understand that it's really hard to quote somebody a rate because um, here, here's the differentials, just some, just a couple, a couple things that causes differences. Your specific credit score, your credit score, how much money you're putting down, what kind of property is it? Is it a condo? Is it a single family home, a two unit, three unit? Is it your primary home, second home or investment? Um, sometimes it matters on which state you live in. Uh, in, in regards to that. So the laundry list, and then what they're adding now is what your debt ratio is. So there's multiple things in there. So what we focus on, and on my daily channel, I go over where Mortgage News Daily's rates are every day, just so you can understand the pattern. So let's say one day you call me and I say the rate's six and a half, but Mortgage News Daily is 6.625, okay? And then we didn't lock you in, but the next day the rate went up an eighth. Well, 
my rate probably went up an eighth. So it's just to watch the trajectory of where rates are going up and down, but your rate's never going to really match, you know, some of these public public sized rates, because what you got to understand about rates is everybody pushes out there the lowest rate possible that they can get you, not you, but that's available in the market. Otherwise, if they said, okay, you have a 620 credit score and you're putting 3% down, your rate's 799 when the market is six and a half, well, they would never get any business. Hey, my rate's 799 and these other people were 599. You'll never call them. So a lot of this is just marketing and that's what you gotta be very careful of. Yeah, uh, Gaming Entertainment TTV said, uh, hi, I have five years old bankruptcy chapter seven and my credit score is 480 and I live in Texas, I wanna buy a house. So one of the first things I see here is like maybe a bit of um, a habits or like a, yeah, I'd probably say more of like a habits thing that I would wanna work on first is like from the chapter seven bankruptcy, if five years later you're at a 480, is where I'm wondering if it may be helpful to start addressing like what's going on with your spending habits or your budget habits in the moment. Um, and like, this is in no way I'm like trying to put you down here. It's just more of like from having a chapter seven bankruptcy within a few years with really good credit habits and spending habits, it, sh it shouldn't be hard to get you back up to high sixes to a 700 uh, credit score. Um, and so unfortunately, like the minimum for a loan is gonna be 500 for government loans. And even then with like an FHA loan, you're going to be looking at 10% down. So what I would really suggest is at this moment is one, let, let's uh, talk to a credit coach because there's probably some new things on your credit that we now need to address. Um, and then also I'd start looking into uh, what what's going to work best for you in terms of how you can start budgeting or get your finances back in your control a little bit. Um, because I want you to be able to purchase a home and be able to do everything that you want to with your finances. Um, but it sounds like there might be a couple things in the way and it may just be as simple as starting to, uh, you know, find like, is there a financial literacy course that can help you out, um, to track your finances a little bit better and then also work with a credit coach so they can guide you through, um, things a little bit more detailed and help you with some of the things that are going on right now. Um, I think those are really going to be your, your foundation layer before you start looking at um, getting into a home. Uh, Jesus Girl, AKA Julie A <laughs> said, hey, Cal and Dan, uh, this is my first live and I love listening to y'all podcast. Uh, I need to start Thanks using y'all more. Uh, I spoke to Dave a few weeks um, about purchasing a second home. Um, Dave is a mortgage advisor on our team. Uh, many blessings, kudos. Uh, thank, thank you. you. Um, uh, do, 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 do. Lee Triana, you said, does your program do that? But could you clarify, do what? I'm trying to see if you had another. Search. Uh, yeah, I'm not 100% certain. Um, and then Sunny said, how does a pre-approval work um, on our site? So uh, what we'll do is we have uh, these free pre-approval calls. And so what you'll do is set up a time. Uh, it takes about 30 minutes to talk with uh, one of our mortgage advisors. Um, and basically what we want to do is see like, what are your goals? What, what are you trying to accomplish with home buying? And then how can we help you accomplish those, um, with a specific loan? And so what we'll do is, uh, we'll look through our list of lenders to find what rates we can offer you. Um, we also have a whole different host of different products that we work with that can qualify people for, you know, down payment assistance, or we can do uh, lower credit scores, or we can do rehabs, or we can do. Um, we even have programs for like self-employed people who write off a lot on their taxes. 
Um, so that's what we're looking for on those pre-approval calls is how can we help you achieve your goal? Um, from there, you'll fill out a, a quick application. It takes like 15 minutes. And this is just to write down, you know, who, you know, who's your employer, what's your address, um, some of the, all those like logistical details. Um, from there, we'll be able to give you a pre-approval. And this is a letter you can then go and show to a seller to say like, hey, I'm serious about buying a house. I have the financial means to be able to purchase this house. So you should take my offer more seriously. Um, so from there is where you'll be able to go write an offer on a home. Um, and in the pre-approval, we'll show you, uh, you know, what your interest rate would be, uh, what your monthly payment's going to look like, what, you know, how much can you afford your, all of your down payment closing costs. We'll show all of that um, in that pre-approval uh, for you. Did I miss anything? No. The one thing when, when Kyle was showing you all the lenders that we have, you know, we can pull up the rates for, what I want to explain to you guys too is we are a federally chartered bank, but again, all those companies that he showed you over 90 of them, we can offer you guys their rates and their programs. So if our bank doesn't have it, that's when we go out there and we're saying, oh, Rocket has it. Well, we can get you Rocket's program cheaper than you can get. Obviously, you can well, you can go through us cheaper than you can go through Rocket Direct. And that, that blows my mind. And that's why I've been a broker for probably 30 of the 34 years that I've done this. Um, Angel said, do you think a permanent rate down permanent rate buy down or two one how much um it might cut well how much it might cost to get a five percent right now um honestly five percent interest rate as a buy down is out of the cards uh i'm pretty sure i don't think you'd be able to buy down a rate enough to get yeah. down to five percent that's a lot of money i don't an think legally spend that much money <laughs> yeah. an insane amount of money you know what I, what I would suggest is, you know, look at us and Kyle can show you the two one calculator and things like that. I, I wouldn't be a proponent right now of doing the buy down permanent buy down because I, I, I got a strong feeling and check out my, my video from this morning and my live event at three o'clock today. I went over the futures markets with a lot of rates and all the futures markets. Wall Street is betting on the Federal Reserve is going to pivot in July. So that's not me guessing. That's not me saying that that's what all, where all the money is going to. We're talking millions and billions of dollars going into this, into this, uh, the, the futures markets uh, on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. But they're saying that the Fed's going to pivot in July, about July, August. So you probably get a reprieve on rates um, the Q3, Q4 this year. Um, wait, Rick. Okay. <laughs> I, we have questions that we're trying to answer too. Um, it's not, I'm not ignoring you on purpose. Um, give me just one second and we'll get to it. Uh, let's see. Um, this is the way, can a builder decline to add your realtor to the transaction if they didn't, let's see, can a builder decline to add your realtor to the transaction if they didn't initially take you to see the new construction during your first visit? Um, that's a you question, I think. I mean, you could still pay the realtor. If the, uh, it's the, a, only if you sign something with the builder saying that they're going to have agency with you. That is the only, that would be the only instance in that, in that case. If you were, while you were talking with the builder, um, sign something basically saying like the builder, whatever rep is going to function as your agent, um, then yes, you already had that agreement in there. So I would look through whatever you signed. If you didn't sign anything, then there's they have no uh, legal right to say that you can't work with a real estate agent. You're allowed to have representation. Um, it's a, I, What I'm guessing is you probably signed something that said 
you're using the builder's rep as representation uh, during the process. Um, doo -doo -doo. Okay, let me see through here. So Rick, you said they did a written amendment for my new build price to lower the NMLS or the MLS listed price. Of course. What was it again? Um, I think it just sounds like they did a written amendment for my new build price to lower the MLS listed price. Uh, yeah, that sounds normal. Um, if if the price of your home lowered, then they have to record that in the MLS as well. Um, so that's. I'm not sure what the question you're asking is, but if it's normal, then that's, um, or if it, the question is, is it normal? That's uh, perfectly normal. Um, they have to update the record uh, inside of the MLS to keep it compliant. Just they need to, they need to register what ex it exactly sold for the price mm -hmm. for all yes. the analysts throughout the whole country and all that. Yeah. Anytime those, anytime a price changes on the contract, it does have to be updated uh, in the system on the back end. Um, Beaky Buki. <laughs> uh, I'm in closing for a house. There's a plumbing issue. We want the seller to pay for it. Um, how do I add that to the closing costs? You're only going to be able to do this if you're inside of your uh, inspection contingency period. Um, so talk with your real estate agent um, about is this a possibility that you have? Because that's uh, in the inspection contingency, you basically have up until a certain date to request request repairs. Um, either that they get fixed, you get a credit for them, or you get closing cost credit for them. Um, and that's really what you're going to be looking for uh, to ask for that. So Ricky says, from my first comment, I got under contract. Then they did an amendment to lower the purchase price. When I signed the contract, they changed me more than the MLS purchase price. Is that they changed? And then they readjusted it to the final value. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. I'm not 100% certain what your question is. Um, ultimately, like what your home purchase, everything is the rule of law for your purchase is going to be your contract. It doesn't really matter what's on the MLS. That's a record keeping system. If someone gets it wrong on the MLS, then that person is wrong. Like they'll probably get like a $50 fine. <laughs> like you have your home price is not, uh, you know, static on the MLS. It's not like what determines your home price. Uh, your contract is the legal tool to convey your home purchase price. The MLS is really just irrelevant. It's just a record keeping system. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure if we're missing something in there or not. How about we do two more? Two more. Okay. Um, two more. Sorry about that. Ohioan said April, uh, April will be two years of income truck driver. I want to have a good realtor to work with before I apply for a loan. Uh, but I don't have one yet. Flexible timeline. Any advice? Uh, thank you. Um, Schedule oh, consultation. Yeah. We'll get you pre-approved and get you a realtor. Um, it's probably best to be pre-approved before you work with a realtor. That way, you have the full layout of uh, all the all yeah, the so we'll work uh, with you on your numbers. Approved, and then once you're pre-approved, we have a system we can vet realtors. Right? You give us your zip codes or cities you want in. We vet realtors within probably 24, 48 hours. We'll set you up with somebody and you'll have to go with them. It's just our, you know, it's our, it's one just service we offer you guys for free. Um, let's see. There's a question. How long is a pre-approval valid? Um, so it really is actually more dependent on how long your credit report is valid. Um, so usually four months. 
So that gives you about three months to shop for a home and then one month to be under contract. If you take longer than that, it's not a big deal. Uh, we can just always refresh your credit report. Um, it's not going to have this huge uh, impact on your score. A new credit report pull is zero to five points change in your credit score. Um, is the offer nationwide or state specific? It is uh, nationwide. Um, all right, Rick, you said the contract was for 414 for the new build. I saw on Zillow, MLS, the price was 41. I called them out on it and they amended the contract. Cool. Perfect. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> so you're um, all good. Just make sure your contract, the final final price, the addendums, everything is signed to the specific price you want, and that is etched in stone. Uh, do, 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 do. Let's see. Sweet. Last um, a good one. Awesome. Well, thank you all for being here. Uh, so we do these every single week. Uh, and we do them at the same time, same place. Uh, and we, we would love, we'd love to be able to help you out. Um, my email was here in the chat. Um, you can also schedule a call with a mortgage advisor. We work in all 50 States. Um, and we can answer your questions there as well. We're also going to hop on uh, a live stream next week. Dan does a live stream at this point, almost every single day. Um, and you go to his channel. It's linked here in the, uh, the title, the rate update with Dan Frio. So there's plenty of ways that you can ask us questions than just this one stream, okay? Um, so uh, Jessica, you said, how do I become a preferred realtor? Uh, please uh, email me and uh, we can go through just a quick interview. Um, so thank you all for being here. Uh, we really appreciate all the questions that you ask um, and would love to help out further. Uh, if you'd like, you could just go right up here. Um, until then, we'll talk to you uh, next week.